Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey, boss ladies, welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited about this guest, y'all. This conversation was just so good from the beginning to the end. Yes, we're going to cover why it's important to plan and strategize for the things that you want to actually see visualized in your life, but we talk and cover so much more. So before we get started in this conversation, let me tell you guys a little bit about our next guest. Tiffany Bathia is an award-winning, best-selling author, international speaker, trained coach and consultant, ordained minister, worship leader, and mompreneur. She is the founder of Kingdom Boss, through which she has provided a space for Christian entrepreneurs to learn to advance the kingdom of God in the marketplace. Through the signature program, Kingdom Boss Academy, Kingdom Entrepreneurs turn their passion and expertise into profitable coaching programs, consulting packages, and courses. As Kingdom Entrepreneurs encounter her, they go from stuck and stagnant to overflow in their businesses. And y'all know I am all about moving from stuck to a place of overflow. She is also a spiritual teacher and coach who works with believers on upgrading from their counterfeit existence to living a life that God has predestined for them. She is passionate about helping people discover their true identity and maximizing their potential. She resides in Baltimore with her son, Jordan. Y'all, when I tell you this conversation blessed my entire life, I am not exaggerating. We talked about guarding your mental space. Tiffany shares her struggle with suicide and why these things are so important. And also she gives practicality to the things that we actually need to do to be able to move from this Um, this dream life to actually fulfilling the destiny and the things that we've been called to do. I cannot wait to begin this episode. So let us hop right over, hear from our sponsor, and then start this conversation. Hey guys, so I'm so excited as I am approaching my 200th episode, I'm so excited to be offering a masterclass webinar to help you maximize your voice, elevate your brand, and increase your influence through podcasting. Y'all, podcasting has been one of the absolute best things that I have done. There have been so many benefits beyond monetary um, that I have been able to gain from podcasting. I've able been able to build collaborations. I've been able to increase my influence. I've definitely been able to elevate and maximize my voice. And I am going to talk to you about how to get started doing this very thing for yourself. So if you have a voice, if you have a message, if you have a story, if you have a brand, even if you are a professional in your field and want to be seen as the expert or have expertise and knowledge that you want to share, I absolutely encourage you to start your own podcast. We've all been given different gifts. We've all been given different purposes. And the brand and the message that you have deserves to be heard by other people, right? We have to begin to increase our influence. We have to begin to get the message and the brand and the purpose that has been placed on our lives outside of our four walls, right? Or our micro community and allow the greater masses to hear it. So let me tell you a little bit about what you'll get with this masterclass webinar. This masterclass webinar is an e-course that will be teaching you how to start your podcast, how to use your podcast to elevate your message and your brand, how to repurpose the content, right? Repurposing is king, y'all. How to choose a podcasting host, how to monetize, 
Um, We'll talk about marketing ideas. We'll talk about interviewing. I give interviewing tips. I have a bonus category where I go over interviewing tips. I talk about um, recording and editing and some of the things that I do as far as lighting because I like to use video and audio. All about repurposing, okay? Um, And I'll talk about the equipment and things that I use to allow me to be consistent and show up every week for you guys. I'll also talk about like getting your guests, vetting your guests and the process that I use to do this. Listen, this is over 200 episodes worth of information that I have gathered and things that I have learned on my podcasting journey. And I'm absolutely sharing it with you. As a bonus, you will also get a podcast planner. This planner will help you break down your episodes. It will help you break down your uh, topics, your questions, your ideas, your guests, their bio, all of the things that go into um, producing your podcast, right? And so I'm so excited to be offering this. If you are interested in maximizing your voice, elevating your brand, and increasing your influence, click the link in my show notes and purchase this masterclass. I'm, I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear your podcast when I go to my phone on the podcast platforms I use to be able to hear your podcast. All right, y'all. Happy talking. Hey, ladies. I am so excited to have our next guest, Tiffany on Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited to be able to connect with her. Um, She is doing some awesome, awesome things. Um, And you guys know that you've already kind of heard her bio and all of the things and the ways that she's impacting the lives of other people. But I'm especially excited to have her on today because um, we were able to connect via this app called Clubhouse. And when I tell you guys that she has been dropping gems that have been just blessing my entire life, I I am not kidding. And so to have her on the show today is um, an extreme blessing. And I'm so honored to be able to speak with you today. So Tiffany, for those um, listening or viewing that may not know who you are, can you share with us some of the things you do and and um, how you're making these moves out here? <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Um, I, I thank you for such the gracious introduction. I'm excited to be here with you. And um, my name is Tiffany Bethia. I am the founder of Kingdom Boss, uh, which is a community for Christian entrepreneurs. It's really my desire to see them thrive, spirit, soul, body, and business. Um, Specifically, I'm a branding and marketing strategist. And so I work with kingdom entrepreneurs on um, scaling and growing their coaching, consulting, and e-courses. And really just going from stuck and stagnant to selling with ease. So many times people come to me and they've got this great thing, but they're the best kept secret nobody knows about them. So I kind of help them get unstuck and really just flourish. So that's a little bit about me. I'm a mompreneur. I have a son, Jordan. He is, oh, wow, 11. I cannot believe it. And so, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited because I feel like I'm one of your, um, I would be one of your clients. (laughs) (laughs) As you're talking about the things that you help um, women do and our people do and how you service them. I also have a 10 year old boy. So I know what that is, what that is like in this virtual learning. Yeah. (laughs) Really real. (laughs) Yeah. That we find ourselves in. The math is a whole nother thing. I'm just. Listen. I'm trying to figure it out still. I will add you to my prayer list because I know exactly what you're dealing with. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, Tiffany, can you tell us um, how did you start doing what you're doing um, for Kingdom Bosses? What what was, um, I guess, something that I guess maybe inspired you or was there a pivotal moment that um, brought you to this space? That's such a good question. you know, success is not a straight line. And certainly my journey was not linear either. I, I kind of stumbled and figured it out. You know, uh, I had my degree in business. I'm certified in digital marketing. So I'm all things marketing nerdy, but I didn't really start out working with kingdom entrepreneurs. I just, um, to be honest, God had to kind of drag me into it. I was working with, you know, companies and, and different organizations and I was working with ministries, but I never saw myself really called to kingdom entrepreneurs. And it took me 
a few years. And I think around 2015 is when I begin to sense that, okay, wait a minute, God is doing something a little bit different. But what he revealed to me was that the skill is branding and marketing, but my anointing is as a spiritual midwife. And I got, I began to see, and I was like, okay, I get it. And I really began working with clients from a more spiritual, biblical-based perspective with their businesses. And it, it was just game changers. So at that point, I really knew I was called to kingdom entrepreneur. So yeah, that's that's been a little bit about my journey. <laughs> wow, wow. We have well, we have that in common as far as um, my bachelor's is in um, business administration, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm interested. So you know, this sparks my curiosity as to <laughs> what was, how did you go about? I guess coming to the understanding of you being a spiritual midwife. Mm. It's so, I'm going to tell you what, it's so funny because I feel like I was a few years in, even with Kingdom Boss. So this was probably, you know, 2017-ish and, you know, so in the natural, so in the spiritual. And I love how God will often use things in the natural to reveal spiritual principles, even in the word. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I had a girlfriend who I had helped her birth two of her children about, nine years apart right and so the first time you know it was like okay I was just kind of there supporting her but the second time was really kind of traumatic the father wasn't there um she was you know she tried to get an epidural it didn't take it was a really hectic chaotic situation and the whole time I'm by her ear and I'm just encouraging her and I'm just kind of you know doing what I do without thinking about it And at the end, you know, after her daughter was born and they took her to get clean and we just had this moment and she looked up at me and said, I could not have done this without you. I remember specifically even like I could see her getting faint in her body and her energy and I saw her daughter's head poking out and I looked her in the eye and I said, I see her head like, come on, you can do this. And she got like this look and, and pushed her out. And so it couldn't have been more than about six months after that, when the Holy Spirit said to me, that's what you do for your clients. And it was like, I needed that because it was so clear. And I thought about that whole experience. And I was like, you know what? That is so true. Like the branding and marketing, yep, that's fine. But what I do by really being in their ear and helping them push that thing out I was like, that is really what I do. <laughs> like, so I, I understood it in a different way. And I feel like he used that to show me or to illustrate what my true gifting was. Wow. That was, that was great. That was great. <laughs> and it makes me want to ask you, did you want to do that? Because <laughs> you, because I, and it's reminding me, this is so funny because it's reminding me, one of my girlfriends called me and she was saying, you know, I see you as like a midwife. You're going to be helping women go through the process. Like it's not going to be overnight. It's not, it's going to be a process. And I remember when she said that to me, I was like, do I want <laughs> Do I want to receive, like, am I receiving, like, I still haven't married that yet. So I'm just listening to you. <laughs> but so was it, so when you recognize that, I mean, I guess you were already doing it, but I'll let you answer yeah. anyway. Was it's it something true. that you wanted to do? <laughs> I think, I think to your point, I really was already doing it. Um, and God just illustrated it so that I could articulate it in a different way because I find that my clients are looking for that so when I say that that's who I am people who I'm called to are like oh yeah well I need that so that's what but I I I think it's me I think without realizing it I just was already doing it so that's one of the few things I didn't fight him on (laughs) (laughs) wow that that is um I'm going to pray about it. Yeah. 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 Pray about it. You I'm know, it pray about it. so if it's not sitting right just yet, then it's, it's keep praying about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, one of the things that really sparked me wanting to talk with you is because we were in a room um, on Clubhouse and I don't know, hopefully if you're listening to this, this episode, you're familiar with what Clubhouse is, but if you are not, <laughs> get yourself an iPhone. <laughs> 
iPad, something. Yes, something, something so you can get connected with this awesome resource for networking that's been happening. And not even just networking, but people are really pouring into people's lives with information yeah. and insight. And so you definitely want to be a part of the club if you can. But you were talking about how a lot of people, especially faith-based entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, have a tendency to talk about vision a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that's it. Like, <laughs> that's it. And I was like, okay, can, can we talk about that a little bit? Can you, mm -hmm. that just blessed my life because sometimes it is me, I am she. Um, and then on the other side, I've also, I also understand the importance of it. So I definitely wanted to hear more about that and, um, yeah. and your thoughts on that. You know what? Um, it's so funny that you asked that even now, because it's something I'm even more aware of. I came across this statistic that says 8% of people actually achieve their goals in a year. 8%. Like, girl, we ain't even at a whole 10. Wow. And I just, I felt a burden for like, there's too, there's too many believers in that 92% <laughs> who love God, who trust God. But one of the things I know is that you're 80% more likely to accomplish what you write down. And, and all of that just backs up and supports what the word says. Habakkuk 2.2 tells us to write the vision, make it plain so that he who sees it can run. And I realized that a lot of my clients were not able to run in their businesses because it's just not written down. I go, hey, let's look, okay, that's, you want to talk about marketing? Great. Let's look at your monthly marketing plan. And they're like, um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you got some sales projections. Um, oh no. Well, what do you have written down? Because if it's nothing, then we can stop right there. You don't even need a whole 60 minutes with me. <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, you need to just take a moment to write it down. So I think getting people to understand that I keep joking and saying, I'm gonna write a book about what to do after you leave the altar. Cause I think we think we're done once we pray about it. Once we get a word, I didn't know you were so funny. Oh, I should have. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm trying to be trying, but I'm like, and it's it's probably the PK in me because I've seen church from behind the scenes a lot, you know. And so I just be like, what are we doing? I think people are well intentioned, but I think they think, well, I did the work. I prayed. I, I fasted. No, that's not the work, honey. <laughs> we pray for strategy and then we do the work. Like, mm -hmm. so I just, I just have a burden to, I really want to see people, more people actualize their goals. I'm, I'm so tired of people um, waiting for God five, 10, 15, 20 years on something that it's not that you're waiting for him. You're not doing the work. That business mm -hmm. could have been flourish that book could have been done you're not waiting for him he's waiting for you so I'm off my soapbox but that is really where that passion comes from to see people write it down because I want to see more people actualize what they believe God has called them to do yeah I love that I love that and I, it makes me want to inquire as to why you think that people don't write it down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why is that the step that a lot of people brush over that's such a good question. You know what? I don't, <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to offend the saints, so I got to be careful how I say, but I'm going to be honest. I think I'm going to take responsibility. You know, I'm, I'm a minister, I'm clergy. I, I don't know that we've always given people the tools and really stressed, you know, yes, the word says faith without works is dead. But I don't know that we've just, it's in our culture enough to give people the practical. <laughs> I was actually in a clubhouse room the other day and this guy was talking about that, this pastor. Um, and he was just kind of saying like, all you need is Jesus. You don't need therapy. You don't need doctors. You don't need. And I'm like, see, this is what I'm, this is the challenge right here because people <laughs> miss the practical. You do need, <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight, 
listen, you need a scripture and you need a nutrition or a doctor, <laughs> right? Somebody to say, hey, we're going to write this down. Here's what you're going to eat. Here's how you. And so I just don't think we always place enough emphasis on the practical and understanding how God moves. You know, if you look in the word, when Moses was instructed to write the, um, to build the temple, God gave such detailed instructions. If he would give that kind of instruction for a building, what about your plan? What about your vision? You know, is it just going to be hocus pocus or is there something very detailed that has to happen to bring it to pass? So um, I, I hate to say it, but I think some of it's church culture. And I think we just have to shift that narrative a little bit to get people to understand we're going to pray for a strategy and then we're going to get up and go do the work. <laughs> the prayer wasn't it. There's work to be done too. <laughs> oh, Lord, I love that. <laughs> I love that because, you know, I think for me, when I do write things down, I think we can get so easily distracted and we can get so off course yeah. Um, because so many things are coming at us and we have so many different ideas, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll find that when I feel like I've veered off a little bit, if I go back to the plan, the, this year in 2020, the Lord was like, he took me in a, in a complete 360. He was like, I never told you <laughs> to do this or to do that or to, to do this. And he took me right back to the vision that I had written down in the very beginning about what he wanted um, my entrepreneur experience to be like. Mm -hmm. And it, I was just amazed. I had done a lot of stuff now in between, mm -hmm. didn't really progress in that stuck place that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. But when um, I began to realign with him and really begin to go back to what it was that, you know, asking him, what was it that you, what is it that you want me to do? Yeah. He took me right back to the notes that I wrote yep, two years ago. So I think it's, it's so important. And, and that is one of, one of the reasons that I um, am an advocate of it, but I do feel that it can sometimes be challenging. Like, what do you write when you don't know Mm -hmm. what the plan yeah. is well of course I'm gonna say this but I think that's when you really do have to get a coach or a mentor either one you know um I don't think you should figure it out by yourself God has made us for community and that was one of my earliest mistakes in entrepreneurship because I'm an introvert and I just thought oh, okay well me and Jesus mm, yeah Jesus uses people though so <laughs> <laughs> you know once I really understood the power of community and that like to be honest mentors and coaches are like cheat codes I mean you can figure it out by yourself if you want to sure go the slow route <laughs> while you walking I'm hop in the car and get there faster because <laughs> I'm going to sit at the feet of someone and say hey I don't know what I'm supposed to be writing down I don't know how to map this out or how to plan this and allow them to show me and I think that's where a lot of people um are in error they want to just you know watch youtube google it figure it out that's the slow route and you may not get there you may not ever get there that way you gotta at some point link up with someone who has done it who is there who can help you i've toiled for months with stuff and then ask somebody in like in 20 minutes they answered it. and i'm like i could have had this answer six months ago if i had humbled myself and just asked for help you know so that's what I would say for that person who's like, I don't know what to write down. Oh, okay. Well, you need to find somebody who can help you with that. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like in the, um, the kingdom community, um, that humbling of yourself <laughs> can be a slight issue because I know we were talking, um, earlier before we started recording and I was talking about being in, doing administrative I have a really strong administrative gift so you know when you get in the church it's that's always needed right and so <laughs> yes. um, have done everything okay I've done everything but um I've kind of found that in those spaces um there isn't really a lot of asking for help beyond the visionaire yeah. you know, of whatever, even if it's just that ministry or that department. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, 
I guess, I don't know why, do you know why that would be or what um, advice you might give someone who is under, because I know for me, I was under um, a leadership at one point and um, feeling just very stuck, you know, just not knowing how to execute things um, or being held back from executing things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have people that have come to serve you, but they don't know everything. You know, and a, a lot of people, and I think you mentioned before, some of us are not equipped to do the things that are before us. Mm-hmm. So how would you suggest that if someone finds them in themselves in that space or they're working under someone, what is, what are your suggestions as how they move forward? <laughs> yeah. You, and are you specifically asking for someone who feels like they need help as well, but it, they don't necessarily know how to ask for it? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Mm, that is, is such a good question and I think it's layered too um, because on the one hand I think I think it's a trick of the enemy to be honest on the one hand I really believe that when we look at that whole the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy he's not literally just standing there with a pitchfork he, he's he has very keen strategies that he's going to use and for all of us there's different doors you know and so for, for some people that's the door well, I can keep her from even going forward because she won't humble herself enough to even ask for help. So she'll circle <laughs> for five years. I don't even have to bother her. He's not omnipresent like God is. So he can't be everywhere. So he's got to, you know what, if I can, if I can keep her stuck for five years, I can go off and do something else. I don't even have to bother her because I know she'll be in this cycle of stuckness, you know? So I do really believe that it's certainly a trick of the enemy. Um, and I believe that that door sometimes comes through like past disappointments and hurts. We asked somebody, we did ask. And they let us down or they made us feel like, you know, um, we were a bother, you know, or parents who kind of said, they don't go in here asking for nothing. And we, and we never reversed that. So now as adults, we still show up with the mindset of don't go in here asking anybody anything. So I think it's so layered. And I think it gets to the point where that's the stuff I feel like God does in his presence. When we really spend time in his presence, I feel like he'll reveal those things to us when we're ready, that he'll show us that you're stuck here because you, you've taken yourself as far as you can go. You need somebody else, but they're not going to, they're not going to hurt you like so-and-so did you can trust and God will begin to heal that so that whatever that thing is that keeps us, you know, from reaching out, God will give us that. Cause I, I can relate to be honest, you know, I've had the disappointments. I've had different reasons why I felt like, uh, I don't know, you know, and God had to heal those areas of trust. For me, it wasn't necessarily a pride thing, but it was a trust thing. Are you safe that if I really ask you for help, are you going to help me? you know, with no ulterior motive. So it can be a number of reasons, but I believe in the presence of God, he'll give us what we need to push past if we spend time there. <laughs> that, that is awesome. That, that is awesome. And it makes me want to ask you, what do we do? Like, what does spending time with God look like? Because mm-hmm. Like even for me, for example, so I'm um, taking some time turning over my plate to kind of get an idea of what it is that I'm supposed to be doing in this particular season of my life. And so I'm like, okay, one of the things on the prayer list is strategy, like the plan. I don't want to do anything that is not in your plan. So tell me what to do. (laughs) And so like, I'll have some music on and I'm at the computer and I'm typing, but like, are there some things that you should be doing like during that time or mm-hmm. how do you position yourself to mm-hmm. get that, um, that download or that divine insight um, mm-hmm. as you're trying to write the vision, you know? Yeah. Ooh, girl, you asking such good <laughs> questions. I love it. That's such a good question. Um, and here I go, but I, I feel like it's also twofold, right? So I think when I am spending time in the presence of God, one thing I've learned um, to do, I really honestly start off with like some deep breathing. I think a lot of times, whether we realize it or not, our minds are just going, they're racing. And I sometimes even wake up 
with ideas and things to do. It's like, my, just cause I've just got up, my mind is like still like, you know, it's going a hundred miles per hour. And so I have, I find that God moves though in the stillness. And so I have learned how to disarm, you know, all of that mind racing and all. And honestly, I really got that in therapy, right? And then with like meditation, um, learning to like breathe and signal to my body that we're going into a time of stillness. <laughs> I'll come back to those thoughts, but right now we're going to be still we're going to allow our, to ourselves to really have this moment in the presence of God so I can hear, so I can perceive, so I can feel him. And so that if I'm, if I'm looking through a scripture and he may want to speak through that word, if I'm in a still enough place, I can actually perceive it. I can, I can understand it. You know, it's, he says in Isaiah 43, 19, you know, I want to do a new thing. I'm, I'm, it'll spring forth. Shall you not know it? I think the reason he had to say that is because we're sometimes we're just moving and going and we miss him, not because he didn't move, but because we didn't know it, we didn't perceive it. And so that's been one of the biggest um, focuses of my heart posture is that God, I, I never want to miss it. I want to be able to perceive what you're doing, which kind of to me is the B clause that I feel like when we have invited God in, in that way, He'll speak whenever, not, not just when I've dedicated my quiet time, but I could be washing the dishes or in the car because he knows he's welcome to speak and that I'll still myself and I'll listen. He'll speak whenever. He speaks more not during my quiet time than during my quiet time <laughs> because <laughs> he knows I'll listen. So I think that's the thing I want to really stress for somebody is not to only be looking for him to speak during those moments. But let it be a lifestyle, just like if, if somebody in the natural who can call you, the Holy Spirit speaks all the time, you know, when we are, when we can perceive it, we, we can hear it and we can sense it. Yeah. Did you do a, um, did you do a meditation and affirmation room in the clubhouse before? Have you done that? I have not. Um, I mean, we've done some like exercises in my morning room, but I don't think we've done one specifically. Not okay. yet. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think maybe I was in one of your morning rooms and uh -huh. you were doing a meditation, meditating. And I had, I've never really done, I mean, I've done it, but not like seriously. I think it was on a Saturday and okay. I said, Hmm, let me, let me try to do this. And I was so surprised at how stilling is the right word how it like how there was just like this one <laughs> this oneness where I was able to not necessarily be focused on anything yeah. but be like calming down like you said calming down the noise mm -hmm. and so um I'm just wondering if you could give maybe some tips or techniques on ways to set yourself up so that you can be still because like you I get up in the morning and I'm like okay well I'm like I've, I've consciously and intentionally said all right Lord I want to give you the day yeah give you the day Lord and then it's like right and if I don't have a prayer call in the morning or something that's intentional right that yeah. pulls me yeah. to making sure that I shut everything else out Mm -hmm. I will, I've got to get this one ready for school. I'm trying to get in the shower, trying to do this. Yeah. And so the day will just have gone by like, and, and then just be feeling um, very overwhelmed, especially when you start looking at all the stuff that you have to get done, you know, mm -hmm. before the mm -hmm. end of the day. And so I'm just wondering if you can share maybe what your morning routine is or something that you do to help get you ready in that space. Yeah. So I have to say this because it'll make it, it'll give it a foundation. You know, I'm someone who has struggled with depression and overcome that. Um, and so I take my mental health extremely seriously. <laughs> um, I've, I've battled with suicide and, and overcome that. So I know what it feels like to go to the edge. And so I don't even, I don't play with it. Like, at all. <laughs> so that's part of my, of, of my answer is that, uh, you know, I think the first part of it is, is not necessarily normalizing stress and just feeling like, oh, stress. No, 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 no. 
for me, I'm like, oh no, you got to go because I know any prolonged stress can become a door for the enemy. And I'm like, nah. So I think the first part of it for me was really um, understanding that peace is a birthright and that I don't care what's going on in the world. I can live in peace. It can be overwhelming out there, not in here. <laughs> and I, and I, and I do, I am, I guard that so fiercely because I'm like, mm -mm, that's a door, you know? So I think that's the first thing is we've got to be a little bit more vigilant. I kind of like, like, I kind of have to bully the enemy a little bit, you know, and be like, nah, <laughs> that weapon is not going to work here. And I, I really have to kind of stand in my authority um, where I used to kind of just let him tap dance over my piece and be like, oh, I don't play with him like that at all now. I'm like, nah, we're not even playing. <laughs> you can go do that over there. But my piece, you can't, I'm not even gonna let you get close to it. <laughs> so I think that's the first part is that me having that posture change. I got guard dogs around my piece. The enemy already knows that's off limits. Nah, you know? And so in keeping with that, like I said, for me, before I even lift my head off the covers, I'm doing deep breathing. I'm checking in with myself to see where am I. Um, I can tell in my body when I'm when something's not right. If I if I begin to worry um, or if something's not just not where I I want it to be, I pay attention to the signals. Um, and that's something we talk about in my clubhouse room, Jesus and therapy a lot. Is people don't realize those headaches, that backache, a lot of that stuff is emotions trying to get our attention. <laughs> and so I've trained myself now over time, took years to listen to my body when it whispers and not to make it have to yell. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a back surgery person who's had back surgery, back goes out and, yeah. and I had to I had to identify it was so related to stress. Mm -hmm. It was so related to stress. And I'm like, I'm, I'm got five papers to do. And next thing you know, I'm on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I, I love that. And I, I want you to, to finish talking about it because I think that sometimes when you're like an overachiever mm -hmm. or you're, um, a perfectionist or used to just getting things done, yeah. you will keep going. Like you, you really will keep going <laughs> and not realize like for me, like my back would have to go out for me to understand that I was stressed out Yeah, because it was just kind of like how I was living. And my body was like, wait, oh, ma'am. <laughs> and, and I would always say, cause I'll be like, Lord, do I really have to be laid out? Like I can't walk. I can't like, and then it would just be like, yes, my child. Now you can listen to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm laying there and I have nowhere to go. Um, and so, yeah, I completely understand, but I love that about, um, I don't do that. What you were saying about um, breathing and checking in. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now learning that because I, I started therapy in October. And so, yeah. <laughs> made the leap. Um, and I'm grateful. I'm thankful for that. And just even her really talking about checking in. And I think that's not like when you're so busy, you're not checking in on your feelings. You're not checking in on what's going on. You're just trying to get stuff done. Yeah. So I think that that is great. And so I want you to finish. You were talking about. <laughs> no, you needed to get that off. <laughs> I'm taking notes. That <laughs> I can relate. And so I want you to know that like, I mean, if for those who are listening, like that was what got my attention. You know, um, I said, I don't want my body to have to yell. I don't want to have to be, you know, incredibly sick. I get bad acid reflux. So when my stress level is incredibly high, that's one of the ways that my body signals to me that, hey, we're, we're overwhelmed. And so I said, you know what? I need to start listening to the whispers of my body. I don't, I don't like feeling sick. I don't want to have to get to the point where my body is yelling at me, please stop. And so now that that regular check-in, I'm not gonna say it's daily, but at least a couple of times a week, I'm really checking in to see 
what's going on in my heart space? Is there something I'm stressed about? Is there something that is, you know, running through my mind that I don't even realize is beginning to be overwhelmed? And at the moment that I feel it, I begin to surrender it, pray about it. What God, what can I do? Is it something I have control over? Cool. Show me what to do. Is it something I don't have control over? All right. How do I find contentment? Because I just... I know because I know that's the area where the enemy fights me. I, I, I like to say it like this and I promise this is it. Um, I'm, I'm creative. So God kind of speaks to me in stories and you probably got that from the early one, but I, I was thinking about like my parents' house. My parents have a huge house and you know, when you have an alarm system, you can only like, we can't put cameras everywhere. <laughs> right. But we're going to put cameras at the most vulnerable points of entry. The, we've scoped out the premises. We've checked out the places that are the most vulnerable. We're going to put the cameras there. I had to realize when it came to spiritual warfare in my own life, where are the most vulnerable points of entry? Because that's where I need to be paying the most attention. And, and for me, it is that stress and that peace and that overwhelm. So that's why I have the camera there a little stronger because I'm like, oh, no, nah, you're not coming in that door. So for me, the breath work, um, relaxing, not working if I need to, as hard as it is, I don't care what's on my to-do list. If my body tells me we're overwhelmed, that stuff has to wait because it's really not going to get done if I'm in the hospital, right? <laughs> you know, so, so I, I could go on and on, but I think the first part of it really is shifting the mindset to realize how important it is and not to allow the enemy to keep coming in that door with overwhelm. Like at some point we just got to stop playing and say, you can come back this way. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and it's got me thinking and tying it back to organizing and like writing things down. Do you feel like that is also helpful in eliminating like stress and eliminating a lot of chaotic activity that may be going on in our lives or in our businesses? <laughs> you know what? I think it is. And I, I'm going to tell you why I think it, it is. Um, so for me, I have like, I'm, I'm anally organized. Let me just admit my faults, right? I have like a project um, management tool that has like everything I'm working on this quarter, everything I'm working on this month this week, and then I will still pull that out and make a post-it each day, right? But you know why I feel like that's helpful? Because I know that sometimes we can, some, some of the, in, even from an emotional standpoint, we can work all day and then look up and feel like, what did I accomplish? What did I get done? How much more is there to get done? And so I think when we can have something that's keeping track of everything we actually finished, what needs to get done. It just kind of gives us some different perspective and we don't feel like we're in the rat race of like, there's always something to do because I mean, to be honest, there is like, <laughs> there's literally always something to do. But I think when it's in a larger perspective of projects and tasks and look at all that I got done last week, I can actually look and see, here's everything I got done. I feel accomplished. You know, I think from a heart space, that gives me energy to, to fuel the rest of what I, what I have to get done. So I do think um, it's not only helpful to organize, but it's motivating, quite frankly. It's like, oh, I am doing something. <laughs> okay, good. I'll keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I have, I had like a, a slightly weird experience that I feel like sharing. <laughs> um, so you know, being really administrative, it's, it's a lot about organizing, writing things down, planning it out. And I used to find myself in a space where I feel like I was, I feel like the Lord was like, you are so dependent on your plan mm -hmm. that you, you're not making any room or any space for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I went through a time period where I just felt like, all right, I'm just going to flow. Like mm -hmm. I needed to be able to like hear his voice and what do you want me to do today? What do you, you know, how are you, how are you moving me? Mm -hmm. And then I think that that season passed and I stayed in it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I really do. And, and so like at the end of 2020, God was like, all right, like, so girl, I need you to get like organized because now there are some things I want 
to give you and things I want you to do, but you're not prepared, mm. right? You're not prepared. And, and so like the season of um, following, I won't say following his lead, but just moving by the spirit without that other piece, like mm. that season is over. Mm. And, and so now I'm in like the organizing and trying to restructure and, and plan things space yeah. But I still feel like sometimes I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a fear of getting like trying to do my thing again mm -hmm. and not doing his thing. And yeah. so I'm just wondering, have you been able to find balance in that? Cause I could go, I'm like, yeah. you I have it all mapped out, planned out and everything. And mm -hmm. then, you know, people, and then I also, because I had that type of personality, I think um, I could at times be very like, well, this is the plan. Like, you know, and not really having room for flexibility. Uh -huh. People weren't really feeling that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's like God had to grow me in some areas. And so I needed to dial back. But now, you know, I got that under control. So now it's like, all right, well, you got to get back into structure. And it's so, it can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm just wondering how, how do you balance it? Or what do you suggest for people? who are trying to, to do that part, but, you know, I guess stepping back into it. Yeah. Um, I can relate. I'm, I'm number one, I'm definitely team overthinkers. Are you a part of team overthinkers? Of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I thought so. I recognize us. <laughs> and so I, I totally understand what you're describing. I feel like there are constantly messages that God will give to me to kind of help me not um, overthink things like prime example while we do have to keep track of certain numbers in our business and things like that the Lord has had me in a space where he's like don't how to, how to like don't let the numbers become a burden because you know yes we're supposed to track social media follows and sales and email opens but I was getting into a space where I was getting bogged down by that and like overwhelmed and so I think it's definitely a balance as you say where you have to like plan write things out but breathe and give yourself room for flexibility and <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know in my project management tool I'll put a task in there but if I need to come back and and give myself like two more weeks and say yeah that's not getting done I've learned to give myself that grace and be like, seriously, like who's going to die? It's really going to be okay. <laughs> you know? So, and some of that is really just me talking to me. Like, and sometimes I have to do it out loud and be like, Tiffany, really? Come on, sis. Like, relax. Yeah. <laughs> like a whole chill pill. Don't even cut it in half. Take the whole <laughs> chill pill, please. Okay. Yes. So, um, and again, that kind of goes back to that overwhelm piece. I'm not even going to let me stress me out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I'm, I'll write the plan. But here's the other thing I will say is leaving yourself room for that flexibility. Like if I know, okay, something genuinely has to be done by this date, there really isn't wiggle room. Let me build in space so that I'm not going to be overwhelmed and that I'm not looking at the list, figuring out, oh God, you know, so I think, I think it is good to plan, but leaving in that space and that wiggle room that allows us to get it done um, and in a way that's not overwhelming. And I feel like God will kind of, will kind of grant us that. He'll kind of give us that wisdom as we're planning, you know? Yeah. I love this. I've, I've learned so much from, from this one conversation. Um, I'm taking in the stillness piece, you know, getting still. And so that you can you can allow yourself to be open to really hear what God is directing you to write down, directing you to do, but then, but then also being um, free enough and flexible enough to divert and to give yourself grace. I, mm -hmm. That is something that God has, God has been dealing with me about giving myself grace, but also understanding that when I'm able to give myself grace, I can give other people grace. Yes. Yes. That was like, I mean, he straight was like, you need to, you need to give them grace. Like you went through a process, right? Like with your therapy, you went through a process. You didn't know everything, right? You're still learning. Give yeah. other people the same grace. And so 
I love that. This has been such yeah. a great, great conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. Yeah, this has been so good. So I want you to um, have an opportunity to share with everyone um, the things that you have coming up um, and the ways in which you can help people uh, with your business and with what you do and how they can reach you. Absolutely. So, well, of course, as you said, we do have a presence on Clubhouse. Hopefully those of you listening are on Clubhouse. Um, our group is called Kingdom Bosses Connect, and we have a wealth of uh, information and, and content that we bring there. Um, and then also we have our Facebook group. So that's another place where we engage. We can really connect with other kingdom entrepreneurs. We have a ton of content and value in there about building your brand and your business the kingdom way. Um, but if you go to our website, www.kingdomboss.com, it will take you to all the different places um, that you can connect with the network. And then also just learning about how, you know, if you're in that stuck place, <laughs> how we can help you get on stuck and really begin to flourish in your business so yep i would send everybody to the website kingdomboss.com we got you <laughs> thank you so much i'm definitely i love this conversation i'm looking forward to connecting in the future um because you know my mind is going now i got like a whole bunch more questions <laughs> uh-huh i love it i'm ready <laughs> um so I'm, I'm looking forward to to connecting and even possibly continuing the conversation mm -hmm. but is there anything that you want to leave everybody with before um we say goodbye i want to i like to just remind people that you know you're not an optional you're really needed in the world we need your gifts we need what god has deposited inside of you so don't let life, the culture, family, the enemy, whatever silence you or cause you to um, doubt your gifts and doubt whether or not you're needed. We absolutely need you in the earth. So show up, take your rightful place. There are people who are assigned to you and, and really even are praying for what you do. And so when you show up, you become an answer to somebody's prayer. So I want to just give that to somebody today who's like, oh, that's nice for everybody else. No, no, we're waiting for you too. We need your gifts. <laughs> this has been awesome. I love all of the, the insight and the jewels that you've been dropping. And um, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited about those that are going to be listening, what they're going to be taking, the things that they're going to be writing and the freedom really that they're going to be walking in as a result of um, putting the pen to the paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for being a part of Boss Ladies Connect. Thank you. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.